Closure. Episode 1. Get him, baby. Get him good. What you just heard isn't real. It's a clip from Till Death Do Us Part, an old made-for-TV movie about the Inland Empire killers, a.k.a. April Cooper and Gabriel Leroy. Never saw the movie? Never even heard of the Inland Empire killers? You're not alone. Here's a quick refresher. In 1976, April Cooper, aged 15, and her 19-year-old boyfriend Gabriel Leroy went on a nearly two-week-long murder spree that resulted in the deaths of April's stepfather, her three-year-old sister, and at least ten more innocent people. April Cooper and Gabriel Leroy were never brought to justice. On or around June 23, 1976, the couple died in a fire in the Death Valley compound of what were presumed to be their final victims, a family of survivalists known as the Gideons. My name is Quentin Garrison, and even though the Inland Empire killings happened 15 years before I was born, I've probably thought about them every day of my life. You see, my mother's younger sister, Kimmy, was gunned down by Cooper and Leroy at a gas station on June 20th, 1976. Father's Day. She was only four years old. My mother was 14. As you might imagine, Kimmy's death changed everything for my mom. Two weeks after she was murdered, their mother committed suicide. Their father withdrew from the world, wanting nothing to do with anyone, barely taking care of himself, let alone the only surviving member of his family, his only child. And Kate, that's my mom, found herself alone at 14. For the rest of her life, Kate was unhappy, and I bore the brunt of that unhappiness. I don't blame her, but as they say, it's complicated. My dad left Kate before I was born. She raised me herself. A lot of times that works out fine. A lot of women are born to be loving, caring, responsible mothers. Kate was not. It wasn't in her genetic material. Like her dad, Kate was so deep into her own misery that she paid no attention to me. Like her mother, she was deeply depressed. But instead of killing herself quickly, she took her time. Kate was addicted to drugs, to cruel and remote and unsuitable men, to anything that hurt enough to help her escape the life she hated. The life that included me. As a kid, I did everything I could to get her attention. I overachieved. And when that didn't work, I acted out. I yelled, broke things, threatened to run away. Nothing could change her. Nothing could make her care. I didn't understand. That is, until the one night when I met my grandfather. I must have been around 10 or 11 years old. Kate needed money, I think. Or maybe she thought that after all these years, she and her father might be able to forge some type of relationship. I'm still not clear on her reasons, and the memory is hazy. 
All I can remember is being strapped into the backseat of her Chevy Malibu, her driving and driving into the dark desert night, some stupid country music station on the radio. I asked her to tell me where she was going, but she didn't answer. I asked her why we were out so late, but she seemed lost in the music, lost in her own head. When we got to my grandfather's house, it was very late. Kate knocked on the door, and finally he answered. He was big, hulking man with an angry set to his jaw, who watched my mother talk without saying anything. Can we at least stay the night with you? My mother asked. My son is tired. My grandfather shook his head no. He closed the door. He never said a word to us, and to this day, I can honestly say that I've never heard the sound of his voice. When he closed the door, I felt the worst type of pain. It was like getting punched in the stomach in slow motion. It stayed with me for days. Stayed with me long enough that I had to ask my mother, why is grandpa that way? Why are you this way? And that's when she told me about the Inland Empire murders. A reason. Finally, she'd given me a reason for the way she was. I went to the library. I found out everything I could about Gabriel Leroy and April Cooper and what they did during those two weeks in June 1976. I read about Kimmy, about all their victims. I found a video of the TV movie, and I watched that too. At last, I had reason to believe that my crappy life wasn't my fault. At last, I had someone else to blame. Six months ago, my mother died of an overdose. I still feel that blame, but it's no longer a good feeling. It's like a bitter seed that's taken root in my heart and grown into an ugly weed that chokes me. And I know that if I'm ever going to free myself and breathe again, I need to talk to the only living person who shares in that blame. I need to talk to my grandfather. My grandfather's name is Reg Sharkey. He still lives in that same house that my mom drove me to all those years ago, and I'm on my way there now. I told him I wanted to interview him about the day his daughter was gunned down, and he's agreed to speak to me, which, well, it surprised me. I'll tell you that much. So, how am I feeling right now? Let's sort that out. Angry. I'm angry at Red Sharky, but I think I'll be able to keep it in check. Nervous, which is to be expected. And also, this is the most surprising thing, hopeful. I'll admit that here in the privacy of my car. I'm hopeful that out of the ashes of these murders, my grandfather and I might be able to pull something helpful and healing we might be able to find the most elusive prizes ever for those whose lives have been ripped apart by senseless acts. Forgiveness. Understanding. Closure. Okay. I'm here. I just parked the car and I'm about to walk up to Red Sharky's door. Wish me luck.
that didn't work out the way I thought it would. I'm not sure this podcast was a good idea because right now, after talking to that man, I... Okay, I'm going to stop recording now. Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to be doing this podcast, and here's why. My mother's dead. Gabriel Leroy and April Cooper have been dead for more than 40 years. As far as my grandfather's concerned, I may as well have never been born. There's no closure needed. No reason to investigate these murders any further than I already have. It's time for me to move on and stop living with ghosts. So, where do I start? Two days ago, my co-producer showed me the strangest email that got sent to our tip line. I didn't believe it at first. But since I've spoken to a couple of people who seem to know... How can I say this to you without sounding crazy? April Cooper may still be alive. If this woman is really April Cooper, she's living in New York under a different name. She's married and raised a child of her own who may or may not know that her mother is a murderer. That's a lot of ifs and mays and may nots here. I'll be the first to admit that. But there was also that tug I felt before when I've worked on other podcasts. That creeping sensation that I may be onto something big. Something terrifying. Something real. I'm about to get in my car and drive to the airport. I'm on a 7 a.m. flight to New York, and if April Cooper is alive... I'm going to find her. Wish me luck, okay, listeners? I have a feeling I'm going to need it. <laughs> 